Let's do this. Okay, hold on. Got to take a sip. I'm not drinking tea today. I'm drinking Red Bull because I opened up a can of Red Bull before I realized I was about to record. So I'm like, okay, I guess I'm drinking Red Bull today. <laughs> all right, all right. <clears throat> Hello, world. Welcome back to the Flores and Friends podcast. Uh, this is part two of episode 55 in Game of Thrones. I'm rejoined by my brother from another mother, uh, Justin Hartwell. How you doing today, man? I'm doing fantastic. The weather's so nice outside. I do apologize if there's a little bit of feedback in the background, but other than that, we're doing great. Yeah, there might be a dog barking in the background, so if you hear a dog, <laughs> we, 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 I mean, it's life. Uh, yeah, dude, it was it was lovely yesterday. I was at the pool yesterday, and it was 80 degrees and sunny. It was gorgeous yesterday. I had such a lovely day yesterday. Dude, sick. I was actually out for most of the day yesterday, and just being able to sit in the sunshine and shorts and a t-shirt and just basking in the sun felt so nice. Yeah, I totally agree. Uh, for people who didn't listen to part one, uh, <laughs> I don't blame you. It was a very long episode, but like Justin and I were just talking about, we had a lot to unpack. But it was so much fun. Like I, I talked to a friend who listens to the pod. I'm like, I, I, they're like, I haven't listened to it yet. I'm like, I don't blame you because me and Justin had so much fun doing that. But I can understand why someone would look at that two and a half hour runtime and be like, ah, I think I'm gonna skip this. Uh, but it happens. It always happens when Justin and I record because we're always. We always just start rambling, but a good kind of rambling, not a bad kind of rambling. So we are going to discuss Endgame again. Uh, we've both seen it. Uh, this is your official spoiler alert. Anyone listening, we will be spoiling the shit out of Endgame. And we will be previewing uh, Winter Battle of Winterfell tonight. But just a heads up, stop now if you have not watched Endgame yet. This is your last call, all right? I swear to God, if someone comments, well, thanks for all the spoilers, I'm going to lose my mind. People are stupid. Uh, <laughs> so, okay, we're good to go now. Um, anyone who's still listening who hasn't seen it, you've made your choices. Anyway, uh, we're going we're gonna to talk about it. We both saw it. we both seen it twice. Did you see it today again? Uh, no, not today. I just saw it Thursday night, and I saw it the night before. So Thursday and, Thursday and Friday night. Okay, I, I, I just got out of seeing it today at like 10 a.m. Uh, our time, and I just got out about an hour or two ago. Uh, have to say, better the second time. How'd you feel on your second time? Second time, I was able to focus more on like the deep, a lot more of the details. Um, I will say I was a little more tired the second time around just because I've been working all day. We didn't get, get to see it until, I think, almost midnight. Yeah. But that didn't put us out until about, you know, 3.30 mm-hmm. in the morning. So I was a little tired going through it. But I was still able to pick out a couple more details I missed the previous times or the first time going through. But it was still just fucking incredible. Pardon the language, but good. God, it was amazing. It's a fucking masterpiece. Uh, <laughs> speaking of rewatches, uh, they've made the projections for what this movie has earned since it opened Thursday night. And I'm, I shit you not, this is insane to me. It will gross, they are projecting it to gross 1.2 billion 
with the B between Thursday night and Sunday night. Yeah, I have no, I am not surprised at all by that because <sighs> this is easily the first Avengers movie. Uh, when I went to go see it, I saw that about four or five times in theater. Yeah. So this is probably going to have the same deal where I'm going to be in the theater over the next couple of weeks just to see that movie. I don't blame you. Uh, yeah, it's it's insane. Like the ticket I got, I just happened to get because I didn't think I'd be able to see it again until like Wednesday or some shit. Uh, uh-huh. But it was. It, it was packed. I went to go see it this morning at a regular showing at 10 a.m., and it was packed. I was like, Jesus Christ. Uh, but that's just insane to me that, like, it. I remember when, like, The Dark Knight and The Avengers, the first one that came out in 2012, when they crossed the billion-dollar mark, like, a week or two in or, like, a month in. This did it in a weekend. Like, yeah. it grossed $350 million just in the U.S. $350 million. Think about that, people. Like, that is a fuck ton of money. This movie is going to break so many records in yeah. the, almost every single category that you could think of as far as a movie goes. Yeah. I, I'm, just, I'm pumped to see all the numbers when it finally leaves theater. Yeah, it'll be. And then we're not even talking about merchandising. We're not even talking about uh, home video sales because I already saw on iTunes you can pre-order Endgame like you, for like digital and for digital oh, yeah. ownership and renting it's like it's already like it's insane so let me ask you this of all the like i'm sure uh, like me people called you after you got out or texted you and or like during this weekend when they saw it they were like oh i want to talk about it in that did you have you come across anyone that didn't like this movie no i've had everyone everyone who has saw that has seen it they've come out of the theater and almost every time it's been Holy shit. Everyone has been just blown away by this movie. Well, I have a first. I very similarly, everyone I talked to was like, holy shit, that movie was amazing. But today, I got out of it and called my brother, Kevin Flores, frequent uh, guest on the pod. He said he was disappointed. Really? Yeah, he had some issues, uh, which we'll talk about. But he, a big thing, let's just get this out the way. His, one of his big things was the time travel. Like, you went in kind of cold. Were you aware that time travel was going to be in this film? And if you weren't, did it bother you? No. I, so, I did. I, I went in with no teaser trailers. No, like, I saw the first ever teaser trailer, and that was it. Yeah. Um, I didn't read any, like, peek into's, possibilities, theories, nothing. For I went the, in as cold as possible. For the record, I saw leaked set photos that suggested time travel so i was like oh there's probably time travel in this but with a with a time stone i thought that was that's always a possibility did i expect it to involve the quantum realm not necessarily but anyway what did you think did it did it bother you because it like my brother who didn't like it who well he liked the film he enjoyed the film but he wasn't as great as it thought it was going to be but he was bothered by time travel did the time travel bother you Yeah, I think it also helped that since this film is three hours long, uh, I can't imagine if they had to cut out much, but I felt like they had the liberty of like, 
hey, we don't need to crunch a whole bunch of information in all at one time. We can like, like, sp- like spread it out. You know, drop little things. We don't need to like bombard the audience with a bunch of exposition. So I felt like you were like, okay, you were going along with it as it was unve- uh, under uh, as it was developing. So. Exactly. Uh, like get the little explanation from Ant Man when he first proposed the idea. Yeah. Get a little bit from Tony explaining why that why it can't work or the paradoxes with it. Yeah. Then you, a little bit later you had uh, the Hulk explaining it to uh, Rhodey and Hawkeye yeah. and Ant Man. Yeah. Then you had the other little explanation from uh, the Ancient One. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the Hulk and like you had the nice little snippets of explanation where it was just so. It was very well paced. Yeah, and I think that it helped that, like, when they were at Tony's little lake house, and while the conversation with Hulk and Rhodey and uh, Ant-Man and uh, Hawkeye and Nebula, while that was going on, they kept using pop culture references, like Back to the Future and shit like that. So I was like, if you're a film buff, if you're a fan of films, especially Back to the Future, you're like, oh, okay, I, I know how that time traveled worked. So they were using that as a base of be like, okay, that's how that worked in that movie, and that's bullshit. Here's how this time travel worked in this universe. So, exactly. How'd you feel about the five-year gap? Shook. Oh, I yeah. How we got shook. to that five-year gap was insane. Because, um, like, you had that, that first intro scene where it picks up literally, like, right after yeah, like, Infinity War. It's th- well, it's three weeks after, because Tony has been... Tony and Nebula have been on this ship for 22 days, so it's it's practically, like, right after. But, yeah, it's three weeks. But, it, so, it's basically right after Infinity War. Yeah. And just the fact that it was, you know, Fade to Black, and it was just five yeah. years, and then, like, the entire theater was like, oh, no. Yeah. Cause, and then you're like, yeah. And then that poses the question, like for everyone who's there, like, okay, wh- where do we go from here? Like, wh- what's the rest of the movie? <laughs> yeah, it uh, and you have to like consider also how we got to that black, that fade to black, and then the five years later uh, title, because like, so they they quickly, I didn't think it would be this quick. They quickly beat up with Thanos again. And they realize he's destroyed the stones, and they decide, and then Thor just kills him as revenge. And then you're like, well, now what the fuck are they going to do? And then you get the five years, and you're like, shit, this movie is not fucking around, dude. Yeah. Like, they just came out the gate and hit the ground running, and then it was just, they hit the ground running, and then it was just an immediate slam on the brakes. Yeah, we're going to talk about the time gap later on because I have some questions uh, for you. But, okay, so we we, we decided we were going to pick – I mean we could talk about this film for like three hours, literally. But we're going to boil it down, keep it simple to like our three favorite things. So, Justin, how about you list – like we'll go back and forth. You know, I'll, you list one thing, I'll list one thing, blah, 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 right? Okay, what's your first – okay, I, I, I don't I, – you don't need to like this is your number one favorite thing. But what is one of your favorite things about this film? things about the film is like I mentioned earlier is how they used the time travel to go back and touch on yeah all the different points and all the different scenes and all the different movies from the past 11 years yeah like it just and, and just how well it worked and it was very seamless yeah 
and it's like, hey, we're going to New York where the first Avengers take place. Oh, we're going to Thor 2 Dark World where, you know, Natalie Portman has the ether in her. And then we're also going all the way back to, you know, what was it, 49? Yeah. Where but... you get the snippet of Zoloft. Zola, yeah. Where I completely forgot that whole incident. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, uh... That was remarkable. Like one thing we're gonna like one thing we can touch on is they like except for like your random like Liv Tyler from the Incredible Hulk or like random people, they got so many people to come back for this film. Like they got Michael Douglas, John Slattery, Michelle Pfeiffer. I mean, this just isn't even in the time travel thing. They got they got the kid from Iron Man three to be in this. And like they they just pulled so many people and like all these like cameos and it's just insane i really loved shout out to stan lee that was a great last cameo for stan lee like his dh he was like he was like a hippie like make love not war and shit that was i I really loved that moment too oh god bless and god rest man yeah so yeah it was amazing you you they they got tilted like i guess i never thought about it but like when they go back to new york they have Tilda Swinton there as the Ancient One, and she's, like, fighting off the Chitari. And you're like, oh, well, of course she would be, like, fighting off the Chitari. Like, I mean, you you think about Avengers, like, when it came out in 2012, like, yeah, you saw, like, the Avengers fighting, but, like, there were other people in New York at the time doing heroic things. I was like, that's a nice touch that they, like... It, it, it answered questions you didn't even realize you had. Mm-hmm. I don't think this is my favorite thing, but I'll tell you, I didn't get choked up in this film. Like, I, I mean, okay, I didn't cry in this film. Uh, I did get choked up. I got choked up the second time, the second viewing, during Tony's death. Uh, oh. Spoiler alert again. But the moment, the first time I saw it, the only time I ever really got choked up, choked up, was when old Steve is, like, after he's passed on the, the shield, and he's, like, and he's rem- reminiscing of, like, the last dance with Peggy. That is probably... <clears throat> That's probably the only moment I got, like, emotional. Because I was like... Because, like, you... Literally, Captain America, the first Avenger, ends with... I had a date. And they were like... And they never got their chance to be together. And then they're they're together. I mean, the time travel shit about it doesn't necessarily make sense. I have a theory. I think I've talked to you about the theory. But... I, I was just so happy for Steve. Like, I was just so happy for Captain America. I'm like... Yep. He got a win. He got the win. He finally got that dance. Yeah, he finally got it, dude. Uh, so yeah, that was that was the only moment I got choked up. Did you cry at all? I forget. Uh, dude, I cried twice. <laughs> Jesus. What, so, what, what two I, times did I, you cry? So I cried when Tony died. Yeah, I. That's the second viewing. I got a little choked up, especially when like, I love you three thousand. Anytime yeah. someone says that around me now, I'm gonna be like, Yo, bro. Hey, chill out with that, all right? That's not a joke, all right? That's like the "I Love You" three thousand is the MCU uh, equivalent of "Always" from Harry Potter. Or like when Han Solo, when Leia's like, "I love you," and he goes, "I know." Exactly. It, the MCU now has its own like emotional mm. line yeah. that's now going to be universal. So you got so you cried at the at Tony's death. What what else? And then, of course, when uh, Steve was old and talking, and like, yeah. you know, 
when you saw him old, he was like, he wouldn't live his life. And then, you know, you see the ring, he's like, no, I don't think I will tell you about her. And then he shows him Dan. Dude, my heart was so full. Yeah. And so happy for that man. Yeah, and And it was, it's just, you have to think that, like, so the Russos, the directors, and Marcus and McFeely, they really, the first film they worked together on was, um, was Winter Soldier, that team. Uh, yeah. of director and writer duos. So, but then they did Civil War and then they did Infinity War and then they did this. And Marcus and McFeely also were the exec producers on Agent Carter, the TV show, which I was a huge fan uh-huh. of and it got canceled. I was very sad. So you can tell ever since Winter Soldier and those four, the all four films and the TV show, like the love story between Steve and Peggy have been all like that you can trace it all throughout all four films and it is and then you go you, you also get a taste of it in age of ultron and then you also just it, it was so like I, I i've i've had some uh my belief in romance these days has taken recently taken a hit which is a conversation not for a podcast uh <laughs> But that that hit me that ending, which was the perfect ending, I think, for this movie. Yeah. Uh, I think that it just it. I was down on romance, and that kind of also that helped me, like, be like, hey man, it's not all dead. <laughs> you will get your dance eventually. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hopefully, uh, Amelia Clark hit me up. Um, <laughs> you said the time travel. I said uh, Cap's ending with. Uh, Peggy, what's the next thing? What was your second favorite thing about the movie? My second favorite thing is obviously when everyone shows yeah. up. But I'm dubbing when, the uh, cal- when the cavalry. That's what I told everybody. I was like, when the cavalry shows up, it's orgasmic. It's the best part of the movie. Yeah, when every, when you hear on the, or Falcon on the radio. Yeah, and you see like just a one portal, then all of a sudden they all start opening, and you have. Everyone, and you finally get that moment yeah. when you know, because throughout the movies, we haven't seen like really good, like the team versus the enemy, yeah, like one on one since you know the first Avengers and then Age of Ultron, yeah. But this time it was, oh, uh, what's a what's a good uh, comparison? So I I related. And this is going comic book wise. If anyone has read Siege, this is when Asgard is on uh, is on planet Earth. Yeah, it's like it's like a floating continent. Yeah, and like Arkansas or Kansas or Oklahoma, somewhere, somewhere. Yeah, like, it, yeah. it's somewhere out in the Midwest. Yeah, and there's a scene in there where it has you know it's like a full like two two page splash. Mm-hmm. And it shows all the heroes lined up. And Captain America comes back and Bucky passes the shield back to him. And it's just this whole moment where, like, everyone is here. Yeah. And that that was related to me in this film, where you see everyone lined up. And everyone suited up, ready to go. Everyone's here. Yeah. Oh, it was... Well, Dude. since you stole mine, I'll pick another one. But I just want to say, and you also have to like think about what what led up to that. Like literally, uh, which is probably my next favorite thing. Uh, 
which is Cap picking up Mjolnir, which I didn't see that coming a mile away. I had no idea that was going to happen, but that fucking blew me away. Like, I was like, holy shit. Yes, motherfucker. I think that was, like, the only time in the first time I saw it where I went, fuck yeah. Like, I was like, yeah, let's do this, son. And then, so you have that scene, you have that scene, and you see Cap fuck up Thanos for a little bit, but then Thanos gets the upper hand, and, like, he knocks out Hulk, uh, he knocks out Thor, he knocks out Tony, his, and then he calls upon his legion of, like, monsters and soldiers and shit like that, and then Cap just gets up, broken shield, tightens it against his, his arm, and he just starts walking towards, like, like the Battle of the Bastards when Jon Snow sees the forces coming and he just pulls out his sword and ready to like fucking take on all of them and then the cavalry shows up like dog the final battle of this movie I paid I think 20 bucks for the IMAX showing I saw for the first time and I think I paid like 13 for this one that I saw this morning in a regular matinee so I spent you know under $40 they could have asked me $100 and I'd be like fucking worth it fucking worth it this movie was it's ugh, this movie so that ending is so fucking amazing well, just, go, going with the millionaire thing that was the only time in the theater like you where you know i was quiet and i had a couple of like oh shit like under my breath moments yeah you know like when like when steve saw peggy through the window yeah on the mission like like under my breath i was like oh no Oh, it's, oh, not like, like, like soft little moments like that. But the second Milner got the cat's hand, I was the only person in the theater. Was like, Let's go! God. <laughs> it was all I like. You didn't see the trailer. I think what I, I think I told you, like one of the trailers dropped, and I texted you. I was like, "Holy shit, dude! I know you're not gonna watch this, but they had a shot that was just like, fucking yes, I want this now." The shot they showed in that the shot they show sh- had shown in that trailer that I texted you about was uh, you could see the feet of Tony Cap and Thor walking up to Thanos sitting down and I was like if they had just given me those three versus Thanos I would have been like that's fine I don't need anything else but the fact that they like the fact that they got all the Asgardians. All of like Wakanda's soldiers. They got the sorcerers from Doctor Strange. You had you had Valkyrie on Peg on a Pegasus. You had Spider Man return. Everybody got emotional when Spider Man returned. In both times I saw it, it was yeah. It's like one of the one of the things that like this film's different from Infinity War is it's not very punchy punchy. It's more of an adventure. It's not so much hey let's fight for two hours two and a half hours. And, but this culminates in like the greatest, I mean, it's probably the, I mean, we're, I know we're about to watch Battle of Winterfell tonight, but yeah. it was probably the greatest battle I think I've ever seen on film. Absolutely. Okay. So what's your next thing? What's your last thing that you, was your favorite thing? My last favorite thing uh, I don't know. I mean, we keep covering the same thing. So it's like, okay, I got, I, I got a couple. I got a few. Okay. Okay. So we already touched on it a little bit, but New Orleans native Anthony Mackie. Yeah. 
my homeboy, yep. our homeboy, is the new Captain America. I can't believe that. I knew, like, we, we both assumed, like, yeah, if Cap dies or Cap gives up the shield, either Bucky or Sam. And I think both of us could have would have been happy with either or. But the fact that, like, one of the dudes from our neck of the woods, dude, is Captain America. That is just, he's such a great actor and he's such a great guy that I'm just, like, happy for, like, Anthony Mackie. He's Captain America now. I would have loved if he would have just snuck in, like, you know, when he, when he got the shield, if he would have just said one quick little thing of, you know, you have to teach me how to throw this thing, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because he's <laughs> not a super soldier. He doesn't have super strength. Exactly. So I'm curious, like, how it's going to go, and I'm sure they're going to, like, keep that, like, yes, yeah, he is Captain America, but he is not, like, super soldier Captain America. Like, yeah. I'm sure they're going to keep something along with the lines of that, but... I would have just loved for a small little tidbit of, you know, I have no idea how this thing works, right? Yeah. Um, just, just for the, that, that little laugh and him is like, don't worry, I'll train you. Yeah, and, well, we we talked about on the on part one the fact that Falcon and Winter Soldier are going to be getting their own show on Disney+. Plus. I'm very curious now. I'm even more curious now that he's Captain America, how that's going to work. I'm very excited about that. Yeah. Uh, my last favorite thing, and it's kind of a twofer, is like parental catharsis and reconciliation. The fact that like we got Thor and uh, Frigga like having their moment on Asgard, yep. and then we also had, which I thought was, I loved that. Don't get me wrong, I loved that, but like Tony and Howard Stark just like shooting the breeze, and you could tell that like they like it helped. Like that, I thought it was just special because I'll be honest, I have father issues. I haven't spoke to my dad in almost 10 years. So it's like, it was warming, it was heartwarming to see that, like, the catharsis and resolution of, like, a father-son relationship like that. It was just, that was that was another highlight for me. I think those three things that I mentioned, the the, the cap with Molnir, the, the cavalry showing up like you had, and the, the, the Tony and Howard thing, those, I think those were my fe- three favorite things. Yeah, I mean the thing that's nice about the Tony and his dad is you know those you know those seeds have been sown you know kind of peppered throughout. He really got sent home during Civil War. Peppered, no pun intended, right? Exactly. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't let that one go. <laughs> um, but you know it was it was like really kind of driven home at. Civil War, yeah. you know, with Bucky, you know, when it's discovered that Bucky ends up killing his parents, you know, Tony says, you know, you killed my mom. Yeah. Not just, you know, mom and dad, just you killed my mom. And for him to have this moment of bonding and seeing, you know, how genuine of a person he was and how much he actually truly did care about Tony. Yeah. Was like, again, that is full character completion arc. On that set right there. Yeah, and now that Tony has a child, he even says he's like, I, I thought my dad was rough, but I know I know now he did the best he could. And it's it was just wonderful. Like, I know people might have issues with time travel, but I was like, I'll deal with all the stupidity and complexity of time travel if it gets me moments like that. Cause that was I mean, I think that this film, like we said, this film didn't have a lot of like punchy punchy like Thanos versus Tony fight like we had in Infinity War. It had it had a bunch of different. It had a lot of quieter moments and it had a lot of like personal moments and 
that 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 shit. Oh, it was so good. I can't stop talking about this film. Uh, I did want to ask you, how'd you feel about Hulk in this? Because it was, I mean, there was some change that went on in that five year gap with Hulk. How'd you feel about that? So, ironically enough, the Infinity Gauntlet comic. Yeah. The Hulk in that series is the Hulk we see in Endgame. Oh yeah, that's it right. Is, it's the Hulk body with Banner's brain. Yeah, they did that in the 90s or late 80s or some shit like that, where they were like, uh, we'll, few, we'll put them together and shit like that. I, I vaguely recall yep. that run. Yep, so we had that, which was a nice nod. And then um, when they first get to, uh, what is it, uh, New York. Yeah. And he's wearing the black tank top. Yeah. That is the like the outfit of the Professor Hulk is what he's called. Yeah, Professor Hulk, yeah. Of the Banner Hulk combination, and seeing that was a nice little nod. But again, personally, I was talking with a buddy of mine about this before you called. Um, we like Universal still has the rights to the Hulk. Yeah, and which is why we haven't had an MCU Hulk movie yeah. outside of the one from twenty eleven, twenty twelve. No, the the Incredible Hulk was two thousand eight. It was the same year as Iron Man. Right. Thank you. So we haven't had one since then, and that's why we only get so much screen time on the whole. Because Universal still has rights to it. Bro, Disney just needs to throw them like a billion dollars. They're going to have to overpay for the Hulk, but just get them back. Just fucking shell out what you need to. You're going to make a fuck ton of money off this movie. Just throw money at Universal and be like, please give us our character back. You have every single character now through Fox, Disney, and everything else that you've picked, 20th Century, you you have every single character. The only one that is missing is that one character, single. Oh, no. Like, you still have, you you now have the right, shared rights of Spider-Man now with the deal with Sony. Yeah. So all you need to do is get this one individual character. That's all I want. And, and fuck Universal, all right? You Bogart and sons of bitches. Like, God, fucking do something. Like, ugh. They're like, they, they don't fuck with Disney, so they're like, well, we're not just going to do anything. It's not like y'all aren't even trying to, like, work out a Sony Disney deal. Like, you just guys are just being fucking bastards. Yeah, they're just holding out on them. Like, hey, this is our character. You're just making all the money for us because... You're giving him the screen time and we still on the right, so... It's just pure spite. Anyway, but I, I had a question, because, like, I really... I was talking to my brother before we talked, because uh, he saw it this morning for the first time. And, he, like I said, he was disappointed with, by it, which boggles my mind. Uh, no shade at him. I mean, everyone's entitled to feel how they feel. Yep. Uh, he said his main, his main two complaints was the time travel, which I understand, and also what they did to Thor, which we can touch on a little bit. But what I told him, I was like... You know, that five-year gap, I really want, like, I maybe just a like a 30-minute short film or something like that. I want to know what happens in that five-year gap, like, in the world. Because there's, like, that's a huge fucking gap. And there's, like, yeah. very interesting circumstances with half of everyone gone. How does the world re- or start to rebuild? But I was also, like, I kind of want to see, like, he kind of, like, Banner Hulk basically says, like, we, I, I treated Hulk like a disease, and then I realized we can be the best of both worlds. He kind of just explains it. I was like, 
I, I really wish I could see that. I want to, I want to see that. Like, you, you want to see that uh, process? Yeah, I want to see like, how did it happen? Like, I, I know that's being greedy. This film gave us so much to ask for more is just greedy. But right. I really wish I could see that, along with other things in that five year gap. Yeah, I mean, it, yeah, it, it's a big like my biggest thing. You know, they put little snippets of you know, I saw a pot of whales coming across the bridge. Yeah. Like and the Hudson's like, yeah, we'll need less people, less pollution, cleaner water. Yeah, less boats. So, you know, you you kind of get like snippets of <coughs> excuse me. Um you get snippets of what is like how the world has started to change. Yeah. And like little instances of it, but you never get like a full explanation. But that in and of itself needs its own move. Yeah, and it's very interesting. Like, we're going to get Spider-Man Far From Home this summer, but think about this, man. Like, it's now 2023 in the Marvel Universe, in this Marvel Universe. If you think about that, the people that survived have aged five years, and then these people that disappeared were snapped away, and now that are back. They haven't yeah. aged at all. Like, there are, like, imagine, like, you, one of the last shots, you see Peter and Ned back at their high school or wherever, right? Like, yeah. there are schoolmates of Peter and Ned that were, like, 15 or 16 when they disappeared, and now that everyone's back, they're now 21 or, like, 20. Like, that, I'm just like, how are they going to reconcile that? I mean, maybe they just won't give a fuck and be like, deal with it. But that, I found that also very interesting. Like, how do you... Like, there are people that have lived five years without these people, and now they're back. Now what? Yeah, and you got that little snippet with uh, Ant-Man and his daughter. Yeah, his daughter's like a teenager now. And, like, I think she was like 11 or some shit when he left. And now she's like a grown-ass, well, not a grown-ass woman, obviously, but, like, she's a woman. She's a girl. She's a young lady now. It's like, how does that work? And what the fuck happened to her parents? Like, her, well, her mom and her stepdad, like, it's... And what happened to Lewis? We need Lewis back. What happened to Lewis? <laughs> I have so many questions. <laughs> so many questions. Uh, okay. How did you feel about the deaths? Were you were you expecting more? Were you expecting what, what? So the big two were like Scarlett Johansson and Thanos, obviously, duh. But and Robert Downey Jr. I think those are the only the big three deaths. Like I don't think yeah. there's any. Yeah. So were you expecting more? So I remember when we were talking about it, we were expect. I said at least half of the original crew were going to be gone. Yeah. So, and technically that's correct because Black Widow died. Yeah. Tony died, and then Cap is aged out. Yeah, he's retired. He's done. So in a sense, yeah. that part, that aspect is correct. How do you, I feel so, like, I feel bad for Scarlett Johansson because like, Tony's death kind of overshadows Black Widow's, but, like, I mean, it's Tony Stark. I mean, or it's Robert Downey Jr., so... Yeah. But I was okay with her death. I understood... I understood why she did it. I It, it could have yeah. probably used a little bit more fanfare, but I also, I'm not that big of a Black Widow fan, so, eh, whatever. So I, w- I was very intrigued, like, how they were going to go about this. Because when I found that they were going to get Soul Star, like, uh oh! Shit! <laughs> how are they going to manage this? I thought I for real thought Hawkeye was going to die. Like I for real thought that like 
he had done so many bad things in yep. the five-year gap, and he missed his family. He had nothing to live for. I, for real, thought it was the perfect setup. But again, I went in this film expecting things, and it fucking threw me a cur- for a curve. Right, like that. That that whole scene was gut wrenching. Yeah. Just because they're both trying to save the other person, and it's they're literally it's like, if you boil it up, they're fighting to see who can kill themselves first. Yeah, it's basically like, I'm trying to hurt you so I can die for you. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it's I'm just... to ex- explode you, stun you, whatever I can to disorient you so I can kill myself. Uh... <laughs> uh... I, I honestly, I totally forgot that nobody knows who the Red Skull is yeah. apart from Captain America. Yeah, which is interesting when Cap has to bring the stones back. Did he have to bring the Soul Stone back to the Red Skull? Like, where was that? Like, that's a scene I'm like, oh man, I wish I could have seen what that shit was like. Yeah, that would have been... So, do you just return it and then, you know, it gets, you know, back to whatever dimension it was in? Yeah. That was the but biggest thing. It. Like, do you want to talk about the time travel like, shenanigans? Because, like... So here's my theory. I've looked at, I've, I've discussed it with you. I've discussed it with other people, and I've after the second viewing, I've kind of formulated a thought. I think that they don't go into their own past to collect the stones. I think they go to separate but adjacent timelines to get stones from each one. So you have 2012, you have 2013, and 2014, and you have the main yep. timeline. And then when they don't get the space stone in 2012 everyone listening please just bear with me on this they go back to 1970 uh to get the space stone and some pim particles so what i think happens explaining cap aging it away this is just my theory i'm probably wrong again marvel needs to release like a powerpoint presentation explaining all this shit So what I think happens is when he goes back, he drops all the stones off where they belong. He brings, yep. the, he brings the time stone back to the ancient one. He drops the soul stone off with Red Skull. What I think happens is he he might save the space stone for last and then leave and then just decide to stay there for a while and then age up, spend, life, spend his life with Peggy in that universe, in that timeline, in that reality – and then when they try and pull him back, they pull him back, but he doesn't land on the pad. He lands on the bench or whatever, or some whatever the fuck. But, like, that's my theory. Does that sound, does that check out with you? So, the way I, the way I saw it okay. and processed it was, first off, shout out to Marvel for throwing quantum entanglement in there with Nebula and fucking nailing it. Yeah, dude, it's... That movie like had that, that. Like, once they said she's entangled, yeah. I was like, my brain exploded. Like, they fucking did it. They somehow was able to throw in quantum entanglement into this movie to actually make it work. Yeah, like, the, you get a little bit of touch of the science. Like, Tony does some science talk. They're not, but they don't beat you over the head with it. It's It's very seamless. It's very, like,. Here's what you need to know. If you understand what they're talking about, you're like, oh shit, that's nuts. And if you don't, you're like, okay, I can run with this and I can look it up later. Yeah, it's, you you got, you got the bare necessities. Yeah. So, the time thing. Okay. So, Hulk and Ancient One talk, and he's like, 
you know, if you take this time zone out, it causes a branch reality yeah. where I will have the time zone to defeat the armies of darkness and then it all takes over. Okay. Banner says, but if we come back and we drop them off the second after they're taken away at the same exact spot, then it's like they're never gone. <laughs> See, what I took okay. that as as they weren't fixing their own timeline or their own past. They were fixing those separate timelines' pasts. This is so fucking convoluted, but like, I think they were. Yeah. So, think of it this way: uh, the ancient one gives Hulk the time stone, right? Okay. And then he leaves. Yep. Right with the time stone to go fight Thanos and everything else. Yep. Okay. In her reality, in her space and time where that happens. What would happen is the Hulk would turn and walk away with the time stone. Mm-hmm. And as he rounds the corner, Steve comes out the door with the time stone and says, Hey, thank you for letting us use the time stone. We're returning it back to where we needed to. Okay. So that's, it was, it was almost like a revolving door. Yeah, like the, <laughs> like what did you use? What was the analogy you used on last last week when we talked about a certain, um, uh, intimate rendezvous like the grandfather from the grandfather simpson meme where you just like walk in put your hat down turn around grab your hat and walk out <laughs> exactly and, that, and that's literally what it was it was ancient ones in the lobby yeah the hulk comes through the revolving door grabs a stone walks out and then at that same instant caps walking in with the time stone and giving it back yeah so, so how, that's how, how they solved all of that stuff okay but how do you well, but, how do you think what yeah with cap so with Cap, he didn't make the jump. He just lived his life, right? Okay. So what he probably did, and how my brain is processing it, is that instead of him, you know, coming back through the portal, all he did is he just shows up. Like, while they're all out doing the experiment, whatever, old Steve is walking up to the bench. Okay. And sits down right as the younger cap leaves. Okay. But my but so, my my issue is with that is like uh Bannerhog specifically said you can't change your own past. So where the hell has Steve been this the, okay, the Steve that decided to go back in time, spend it with Peggy and then yeah. come back and then just theoretically live the rest of his life with her. Where has he been? Does that mean he's changed the past? Like, how does that work? That was like, I was like, okay, that doesn't make sense. But if he was living in a separate timeline and then got pulled back to the main timeline, then he didn't change any past in that main timeline. So it, it, it could be one of the two. It could yeah, definitely, be, definitely. I'm not saying you're wrong or I'm right. I'm not saying that. I'm just, no, we have two, it be, yeah. It could definitely be either he got pulled back to that instant. Yeah. After living his life, yeah, and being happy, or it could be he went to the past and just like told Peggy, like, "Hey, you still need to do these things, and I'm just gonna live completely undercover. No one's gonna know where I am, who I am, yeah. So that way, everything still transpires as it's supposed to. Yeah, but there's like a whole bunch of that would that has so many implications because like. You don't see old Steve, or you're never shown old Steve at her funeral. Like, 
Yeah, because he knows he's not supposed to be there. Plus, we're not also not looking for old Steve. Yeah, this is true. At her funeral. This is true. Again, like neither one, neither theory I think is ni- nice and neat. Like both of them raise implicate like questions about wait what what wait what. Uh, but and, and also, you know, as far as Peggy's funeral goes, he knows he's there at the funeral. Yeah, his younger self is at the funeral. So for all we know, he could wait until everyone's gone and left the church, and he goes in and uh, and gets her his respects. Yeah, but it's like okay, if he's. We're, we're going to move on, but this is just like, <laughs> I just, th- this was my only hang up about this entire movie where I was like, okay, how the fuck does that work? But I just think I'm like, he would get recognized. He was not like, like, okay, take, take Peggy's grandniece or whatever, uh, Sharon Carter, who we have not yeah. seen in forever since, uh, since Civil War. Like, did she not recognize Steve? Movie magic, man. Movie like, magic, because, I guess. But she's also, you know, one of the top secret agents in this is you know the world. So I'm sure she has some way of disguising Steve, whatever the granddaughter was near, was around. Also, let's talk about the math of Steve Rogers' life. Think about this, man. Okay, so he, you know, I think he was born in the teens, nineteen teens. So he was about you know twenty, thirty, like let's say twenty five at the beginning of World War One. Or World War II, I'm sorry. And okay. then he gets frozen for 70 years, right? Yeah. So at the end of First Avenger, and then you have the Avengers. So Steve's like, you know, 90-something years old. He still looks like a young man, but he's still 90-something years old. Think about this. Yeah. And then he lives for about another seven years. Like, and then he, he, he ate, like, we get to 2023 in this film. At the end. Uh, and then he gets he goes back in time, like we talked about, somehow, some way, whatever. And then he go lives and lives another full life. So think about this, man. <laughs> Let's say he was brought back to the sixties or seventies or fifties, whatever. I don't really know. Because there's a line in the movie where it's like, you don't want to get sit you don't want to send Ant Man or Scott back to the fifties or something like that. So I have a theory that Cap went back to the fifties and lived like a really long life. So let's let's say he did go back to the 50s. All right, so he's already like 100 years old in 2023, over 100 years old in 2023. And then he goes back in time and probably lives another 60 years or 70 years or 50 years. Dude, like he's like at the end, he's like 150 years old at least, bro. Yeah, with everything combined, yes. That's insane. That's like Logan like Wolverine like length of time. Yeah. That's insane, dude. Fucking comics, man. <laughs> yeah. Let's talk about the big thing. Like I've heard like th- this is probably the biggest risk this film took. Thor. Dad bod Thor. Yeah. Like the other big complaint my brother had, who was the only person I've talked to and I've talked to several people about this film, who he didn't he was disappointed by it. and one of his biggest things was he didn't like what they did with Thor. How did you feel about that? So, anyone who's listened to the bot before and has heard me, Uh-oh. you know, talk here we about go. This here we go. <laughs> not a fan of Korg and Meek. Oh, okay, yeah, and Ragnarok, Obviously. basically. Yeah. So they brought them back. <laughs> so I was not happy 
happy with that. But yeah. seeing Thor literally at rock bottom. Yeah. And he's drinking himself into a stupor. He's not governing or he's not ruling the Asgardians like he should be. Yeah. And just knowing, you know, he has this guilt and he has these, you know, he's not handling, the, he's not processing everything as well as he should be. And he's going through all these difficulties and knowing he's at rock bottom made sense to me. It did, but do you think that it was flirting with too much? Do you think it could have been a tad bit excessive? Like, the fact that he, like, basically stays with the dad bod for the entire film. Like, I thought, I got the impression that they were, like, obviously Chris Hemsworth, anyone with a pair of working eyes can tell, Chris Hemsworth is a stud. Like, if I, I am a heterosexual man, and I have to say, I, the big, my biggest man crush is probably Chris Hemsworth. Like, seriously. And, like, he's, he's, he's a, he's a sexy man. He's a stud. And I think they were, like, subverting expectations by, like, let's turn the biggest beefcake in this film into, like, a thick bod, dad bod kind of guy. Basically, yeah. they turned him into the Big Lebowski. Yeah, pretty much. And they actually made that reference. Yeah, they made that <laughs> reference. Uh, but do you think they kind of might have, like, okay, that's a little bit too left of center? What do you think? I, again, I thought it all made sense. It did make sense. And I think it was a good play. I Again, personally, I felt like the whole thing was ruined because of the other two characters. <laughs> because they're a bit, them being, like, acting like children. Yeah. And it kind of, like, really undercut how bad Thor was. <laughs> and how, like, actually devastated and how broken he, he was. Yeah. And I felt like that completely undercut it. Yeah, I, t- I texted Justin this when we talked about it, I think yesterday or Friday. When as soon as I saw Korg and Meek on the screen, I'm like, oh shit, Hartwell's gonna be pissed about this. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and again, again, a repeat for anyone who hasn't heard it yet. Korg is one of the most somber, realist. Like he's like the foundation of a group of people. Yeah, and he's almost like religious in a sense from the comics. Yeah, and he's very like down to earth, and he's a very like genuine soft-spoken but hardy individual and for him to be like Thor the punk kid is playing, is on Fortnite again and he's bothering me can you tell him to stop like really it's just it's frustrating <laughs> well I was gonna say is like for the record that like I love what Taika Waititi did with Korg but again I don't have the foundation I'm not coming at it with the foundation that you have I think I, I thought I loved Korg and Ragnarok. Just repeating what we've already discussed, but like I loved Korg in Ragnarok. But again, I completely understand and respect where you're coming from on that one. Yeah, so it's it, it's, a, it's a problem area that I know is never going to be solved because yeah. I'm one of a very small minority that actually knows what like what the correlation is between the comics and the movies on that character. Yeah, but it's one of those things like. Like, my roommates are huge comic book nerds and everything. You've met them. Yeah. And even them, they're like, oh, it was awesome. Like, here, read this comic. Come and talk to me later. And they both read the comic and came back like, dude, I am so sorry. Yeah. They destroyed that that character in that movie. It's like, no, you understand. 
But so for anyone who's still curious, Planet Hulk, graphic novel, one of the best comics and one of the best reads ever. Go yeah. grab it, go read it, and you will understand. <laughs> so yeah, I think the whole Thor thing, I thought it was you know, subverting expectations and I thought it was a great like visual gag because like uh I like he hit he's hit rock bottom. He thought like chopping off Thanos' head would help him, but it didn't help anything at all and like he's fallen into this pit. And I'm really curious to see if he stays with the Guardians. Like like if Guardians Volume Three, Chris Hemsworth is in it or makes a cameo. I'm like, that'll be very interesting. Yeah. And that's something we never talked about, the fact that James Gunn got rehired. That was just, like, such a great day when I found that out, man. So happy that James Gunn is back. We get the we get the finale of his of his uh, trilogy for the Guardians. Dude. Yeah. I'm so excited about that. I'm just, I'm just excited to see where we go from here. Yeah, I think that's a good note to end out, to wrap this part up, because I have my friend Tiffany coming on after you to uh, discuss Endgame, and we're, we're going to record it after Battle of Winterfell, so it might be a, like, you know, event session. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, dude, I'm just, like, besides Spider-Man Far From Home, and yeah, we're going to get a Doctor Strange 2, we got to get a Black Panther 2, we're going to get Guardians Volume 3, apparently they're also working on a Shang-Chi movie. Uh, so, yeah, dude, like, it's... It, it's so open now. And again, like we said on part one, we have the Fox characters now. It's They could go anywhere. With all this time travel and uh, reality manipulation and timeline manipulation, and you could easily find a way to fit you know, mutants in. It's, that movie was just amazing. Like I can't wait till I can get it on DVD. Or, I'm sorry. <laughs> like it's like 2005 or some shit. I can't wait till I get it on Blu-ray or 4K, whatever it is, when I get it. Like, yeah. I just can't wait to like watch Infinity War and Endgame back to back. Ugh, I can't wait. So, last last thing I want to end it on. So, someone was telling me that Spider-Man: Far From Home is like the official end of Phase Three. This, of Phase Three. Yep. So, you know how there's no uh, cinematic, there's no cinematics at the end of the. Uh, credits, right? Yeah, there's no end credit scene, there's no tag. Yeah, so I was seeing, I saw it as phase three has ended Yeah. and Spider-Man Far From Home is the end credit scene for phase three. Checks, if, it works for me, man. I'm, I'm excited about it, but God, I, ugh, every comic book film that has to come out after this, it's like, God, you have so much like, that you have like, Endgame will stand the test of time. Like, I know we thought, you know, the original Avengers was like, how can they outdo this? And, like, Infinity War came out, and we're like, how the, how they going to outdo this? And now Endgame, you're like, how the fuck do you outdo Endgame? Like, unless you do Avengers versus X-Men, or, like, a real-life, like, a real, authentic Galactus, Fantastic Four, Silver Surfer thing. Like, I can't... I, or Secret Wars, or some shit. Like, I don't know... I don't know where you go from here, man. The beautiful thing about it is that it is wide open now. Yeah. Okay. I and mean, we have no guide. We have no big bad dude yeah. to go against. He's it, gone. He's it dead. Is wide open. We have we have the universe to explore now. Yeah, one last thing. I know we were gonna wrap up and we're gonna touch on uh Battle of Winterfell a little bit because we we talked a lot about it 
uh, last episode, uh, part one. Uh, so we we're just gonna I guess mentally prepare ourselves and reassure ourselves. But I we we didn't get a lot of Carol Danvers in this. Like I was expecting more of her, but again I think it's because if you insert her in like their main time heist adventure, she solves a lot of problems very quickly. So it's like you gotta. Yeah. She's a little bit overpowered. I don't know what they're gonna do about that. Um, but again, if you're if you bring in like the Celestials and the Eternals and Galactus and all these like larger than like galactic scale universe bad guys, she's actually not that powerful, relatively speaking. So I, I guess that's what they got to do with her now. Well, I also like how they didn't. You know, when they introduced her, there were you know people were saying, "Oh, she's the one cure. She's one stop shop for a Thanos cure." Yeah. And the fact that they used her very sparingly. Very sparingly. In Endgame. Yeah. Was the best way they could have gone about it. Because if they would have dropped her in and said, okay, I'm going to go solve it. And then she, you know, and she was the, like the key thing that was like, oh, we have her. Then we're going to win. Oh, we have her. We won that. Oh, we have. If, I feel like if they would have used her as like the quintessential, this is why we won. Yeah. I think we would have had a totally different experience with the movie. Like, it could have been, like, Justice League, which was a terrible film, but, like, in that movie, like, when Superman shows up, he just beats up the bad guy, and, like, they just win, like, because Superman shows up. And that's something I think Marvel was like, we got to avoid that, so let's let's keep Captain Marvel, off, like, on the bench, you know, let's not use her too much, because when she does show up, she fucking wrecks shop, so... Uh, yeah. and, and the fact, I love the fact that almost everyone gets a piece with that. Oh yeah, everybody and everybody gets their moment in this film. Like everybody gets a happy moment or like a cathartic moment or payoff or some yep. shit like that. It was it was glorious. That's the only way I can describe it. It was glorious. I can't wait to watch it again. I might try and see it again next weekend, but it's 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 so it was just so good. I loved I can't articulate how much I loved like from beginning to end how much of that film I I just loved the entirety of it. Yeah. Okay. It's, it's the end game, man. It, it, it was the end game. From here on out. Yeah. So we're gonna touch on Battle of Winterfell a little bit. Um, I have my pint of ice cream from the vegan ice cream shop I go to. <laughs> Shout out to Sweet Ritual. Uh, that's what I do during every episode of uh, Game of Thrones. I eat a pint of ice cream. D- no shame because it's just how I do it. Uh, yeah. So, are you... Who's... I said Davos last week. I can't recall offhand. Who was your main person? You're like, if this person dies, I'm going to be wrecked. So, as... So, if Tormund goes, I'm going to riot. <sighs> Bro, I if hate to break it to you on Arya that one. If Arya goes, I'm going to die. Wait, who? Who was the second person? Arya. Oh, yeah. I don't know about her, but Tormund, dude. Tormund looks like he's... Oh, he, he, might, he might bite the bullet, and I am not mentally and emotionally prepared for this. <laughs> I don't think anyone is. Like, It's so wild that we've had these two major like pop culture things in one weekend. And not to mention yeah. we had the NFL draft this weekend, and not to mention we have the NBA playoffs going on right now, too. So it's like, it's fucking nuts this weekend. But, like, it's it's so weird that we got this, like, Good guys beat the bad guy movie on Thursday and Friday, and now we're about to have the good guys get massacred <laughs> exactly. by an army of zo- like ice zombies. 
Uh, I'm so excited. I can't wait. Like, it comes out. It's like four. I think it's four more hours from recording yeah, this. Uh, I just. I if Davos, dude, like. If Davos goes, I'm gonna cry. Dude, I told everyone's like, if Davos dies, give me like a few days because I'm gonna need to like, I'm gonna need a moment because Davos, yep. Davos of Seaworth, Davos Seaworth, the Onion Knight is like. Anyway, I love that guy, and the actor, of course, Liam Cunningham, Irish, so I love him. Uh, yep. But, God, and then think about this, man. After this, we only have like three more episodes, like give or take six hours left. Yeah. Or like, or like four hours left. It's more like I think with this, I think they're all like eighty minutes long. It's something like that. Something yeah. like that. So like four times eighty is three twenty. So we have like a little less than whatever that is. I don't math really well right now. Uh, I think that's like yeah, one forty, one twenty is two forty. So yeah, you're looking right about four hours. Yeah, somewhere around there. It's like, oh, bro, it's a little less than like I think six. Because, like, five times 60... Five times six is... <laughs> math brought to you by the Flores and Friends <laughs> podcast. Uh, so five hours would be 300 minutes. This is going to be about yep. 320 minutes. So a little le- little more than five hours left starting tonight of Game of Thrones. Which is... <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> it's going to be so... It's going to be so gnarly. I can't... God, I just... I don't know, like, I want everyone to die, and I want no one to die. Like, like you know how the series goes where you're like, yeah, everyone needs to die. But then you're so invested in these characters, like, but I don't want them to die. But I know what needs to happen, but I don't want it, and I'm not happy about it. I, I hope it doesn't wuss out. Like, I really, want, a fear in the back of my mind has been, like, Game of Thrones is going to, like, soften and be like, not kill as many people. Like, I want everybody, like, again, I want everybody to fucking die, but I want no one to die. But, like, I just think they're like, well, we, we don't want to lose these characters. But I'm like, you know, you need to be merciless. Mer- this show exactly. is defined by its mercilessness. This episode needs to be merciless. Like, you, you started off the series, episode one, with a brother-sister's sex and <sighs> him pushing the child out of a window. Yeah. Like, it, it is known for the Red Wedding and how ruthless it is. Like, you cannot go through this series and have this show and then not off at least half the characters in this in this episode. Yeah, and after the series is wrapped, uh, I think I have an episode on the 22nd of May. I can't remember. Is it? I think, yeah, I think the last episode is like the 18th and I have an episode the 22nd. And I think I'm going to do the best I can to get as many people on to discuss that ending. Uh, so we'll uh-huh. see how that works. Uh, but yeah, I, uh, I, 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 I can't, we'll be, uh, after this break, after I'm getting off the phone with Justin, Tiffany will be on, uh, after the episode, after we watch the episode, so we'll have more of a reaction from, uh, Battle of Winterfell after this, but, so I think this does it for us today, Justin, thank you for doing this, man, this will go out Wednesday, uh, I guess, you know, what's the, God, I'm such a bad Game of Thrones fan. Uh, Valor Margolis, right? Valor Margolis, yeah. Valor the hottest. There you go. All right, <laughs> on that note, Endgame was amazing. 11 out of 10. Fucking 20 out of 10. Who the fuck cares? 
go see it if you haven't already, because this movie needs to make like $3 billion. <laughs> exactly. This, this needs to break more records than it already is. Yeah, dethrone Avatar. Fuck Avatar. <laughs> yes. All right, guys, that's going to do it for Justin. Uh, you're, no time will pass for y'all. I'll be on the phone with Tiffany right after this. Uh, I guess just have a great rest of your evening, man, and, you know, text me when the episode's over. And Because uh, don't – this goes for Justin and for anyone. Never text me during Game of Thrones. My phone is on airplane mode. Don't even fucking try. Yep. Uh, yep, my phone is on airplane mode during Endgame and during every episode of Game of Thrones. So. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man, I'll talk to you later, and, you know, we'll be grieving together. Hopefully not too badly, but also hopefully yes. Exactly. And then we both want and don't want at the same time. All right, man. I love you. I love you 3,000. <laughs> I'll see you on the other side. Even. It is too fresh. It is too fresh. Too, too soon. Too soon. <laughs> All right, man. I'll talk to you later. All right. I love you, dude. All right. I love you, too. Bye. Yo. Mm, mm, I'm watching it again. I just, mm, I'm sorry. My, my chest just tightened. Okay. All right. Um, Dumb thrones. Okay. <laughs> I'm so, sorry. I'm still cackling. Woo! All right. Woo. Hey, guys. We're back, and I am joined by the esteemed, the, love, the lovely <laughs> Tiffany Stewart. How are you doing tonight? You're way too kind. I am doing well. I'm, I mean, my chest is still trying to gather itself back together after being ripped open this weekend but other than that i'm great yeah we're recording this on monday this will be dropping on wednesday the first uh it was a very big weekend uh if you're still listening this far you've already heard my conversation with justin we met, we focused a lot on in game in that first bit because he and i recorded that before the long night in the ba- slash the battle of winterfell but me and tiffany are going to be talking we're going to be focusing more on that than Endgame because, you know, that's fresher in our minds. So, but, you know, uh, and Tiffany, I swear, thank you again for doing this, but, like, I swear I'm going to have you on your own episode one day because we got to have, like, we got to have, like, a two-hour conversation. So many things to talk about. So I, many things. I know. It's just, like, it's, 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 there is, like, a formula and there is a calculation that goes on, but I'm also just, like, I have a lot of people to pick from, and there's a lot of topics I do want to cover. It's like, how do I, which which is the right topic to do right now? Listen, I will let you have your Doctor Strange moment. You just let me know. You just point the finger at me, and I will know when to go. On that Silly. note, <laughs> on that <laughs> note, let's talk about Endgame, man. Uh, ah! I've seen it twice. How many times have you seen it? I'm going again because another friend of mine needs to go. But at this point, it's kind of like. Where do I get tickets? Because every, yeah. it's either sold out or I'm going to have to be like staring at America's ass from like under America's <laughs> ass. You feel me? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I saw it again Sunday morning and it was just a fluke. Like I lucked out and got a ticket. Like I was yeah. I was combing through all of Saturday, Saturday night. And then like Sunday morning, I was like, all right, I guess I'll see it then. And uh, I lucked out and I got like, a, you know, I didn't get my normal so- spot that I like to sit in. But it was mm-hmm. a good. It was a good. It was around the area. It was adjacent to. Uh, it was adjacent. Let to, me ask you oh this. No. Let me ask you this okay. again, guys. Spoiler alerts. This is no mm. no holds barred. Spoiler alert. Do not come alert. for me in my mentions because no, ma'am. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we warned. Uh, I have a question for you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I have a good friend who hates time travel. He thinks the stupid 
plot device or a plot, you know, he thinks it's stupid because it breaks so many rules and it can create so many plot holes. And he hasn't seen Endgame yet. I really want to tell him because I know he, he's, it's going to blindside him and he's going to be pissed. So do you kind of couch that or do you like go, hey, man, just go in cold turkey and I'll talk to you afterwards? Yeah, no, that's a go in cold turkey. Cold turkey and let you find out afterwards. That's fine. Oh, he's he going to be. through that moment. It will make for a passionate discussion after the fact because you'd essentially be ruining yeah. the meat and potatoes of the film if you tell him because then he's going to be like, mm. then he's going to be nitpicking all of the moments that happen when they go back to each particular, like, oh, they could have done this differently. Well, I, 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 I've texted him and I'm like, listen, you're going to have strong feelings about this film and you need to text me as soon as you get out because I know you're going to. going to be in a way. I don't know if he's clued on yet because it, like this is a running joke with us. Like we've had long knockdown drag out conversations about time travel, like at, in film, and why it doesn't necessarily bother me. Um, because like my just to, real quickly, my argument is that especially in this film, uh, like every film has plot holes. Like if you if you yeah. if you dig deep enough, you'll find something that doesn't add up in a film. Like the yeah. bigger it is, usually the bigger it is, the more the obvious they are. Anyway, but what I'm saying is like I'm okay with films having plot holes, so the existence of their existence doesn't bother me. And as long as you don't like explicitly contradict yourself when it comes to time travel, I'm cool uh. with it. I don't care. Like it's fine. Movies can be flawed as long as you have a consistent narrative and like uh-huh. you're you have a tone and you have a message you're trying to get to and you have a point uh-huh. to the film. I don't, it doesn't bother me when it's like, wait, how does that? Wait a minute. And that's kind of obvious in this film. How did you feel about the time travel in this film? I mean, speaking off of that one, that ending technically does that. Yeah, that's, I was literally. That's, like, that's going to be the big one that people are like, wait, wh- why would that even, yeah. how, Sway? I have questions. We, uh, I literally spent like 30 minutes today, like just, I Google searched, how did Cap stay in the past? And it was pissing me off because, like, yeah. apparently, to my to my benefit, I wasn't the only one asking that question. But oh no, people were up in arms. A several it's articles like it's completely out of Cap's character to do that. No, no I was talking about the me- no. I was thinking about the mechanics, like the logistics, like yeah. the rules, like how do you, bre- you? It seems like you're breaking the rules you've already established. But again, I got choked up at that very last shot of Peggy and Steve kissing. So. I, I was like, I don't care. I'm not going to let this ruin that moment for me. But uh, what, what was good, plenty of people have written this article, written articles about this, but nobody seems to agree. So I'm very curious. Yeah, no. uh, I, I don't know how to, because like, at the same time, uh, what is her name? I can't remember her name. Nebula. Nebula shot herself. So. We can't change, there's no grandfather paradox in this or like. Is that what it is? Like. Whatever that link I sent you earlier today, because technically she left her timeline to enter that Gamora's timeline. Or that Nebula's timeline. That Nebula's timeline. So she's no. So if she kills her in that timeline because she entered her timeline, it's okay. Is that is that what we're going with? So basically, my what after watching it twice and reading some articles, basically the it appears that you cannot change the past. You cannot change your own past. You can change other timelines' pasts. Like, like say there's, like, timeline A, 
and uh-huh. then timeline B, C, D, whatever, right? So if someone from timeline A goes into timeline B and changes something in the past, it will not change timeline A person. It will not change their past, but it will change the 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 future of this new timeline right 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 right. which is why the ancient one was saying you have to put the stones back because otherwise you'll mess up my timeline try not to cuss anyway oh you feel free Uh, i curse all the time on this much to my mother's chagrin uh (laughs) but uh but okay so aside from that i'm not that bad they 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 wrapped it up so nicely yeah who cares finality to all 11 years of this that I'm just like, you know what? Let that man have his dance with the woman that he's been fighting to get back to since he took the plane down yeah. in, you know, the first yeah. place. Yeah, if you're focusing on... I will let yeah. it live. If you're focusing... even Bucky knew what was up. Yeah, Bucky if you're, gave him the nod before he left. He was like, yeah, I already know what you're going to do. If you're focusing on the uh, the logistics of this make-believe world and these fictional characters, you're like, wait a minute, how does time travel work? It's like, bro, we have a talking raccoon. Let it go. Let it go. Just enjoy the Let fucking ride. And speak, speaking of enjoying the ride, uh, <sighs> Justin and I had this conversation earlier, but what are like your three, you know, three-ish? If you have more than three, three-ish? that's cool. <laughs> What are your three favorite things about Endgame, if you had to say? Oh, my God. Okay, so so, so many. So many. So okay. many. <laughs> so many. I'm, try- I'm running through the list in my head. Boop, boop. And I feel like most of it happens in the last third of the movie. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm chuckling because I'm reliving the moment. And I, listen, when he said, on your left, and you saw all like the swizzle sticks. I don't know what to call them. We all know what they are. Oh, the, uh, the sling rings. They were like they were sure. like uh, the portals. Yeah, basically. Yeah, and then I heard Black Panther said Ebombe, and I, I listen. Let me tell you something. I first of all, I burst into tears, and then I was grabbing my chair so hard that I lifted my leg over <laughs> and I just mounted the chair as if I was going into Calvary myself to battle this. Woo! That was moment. That was moment number one. I think I, that was. I think that was my favorite moment too. When the cavalry, like, uh, like I, I mentioned earlier, that like if you had just given me that Thanos versus Cap, Thor, Iron Man fight, I would have been like, that's mm-hmm. fine. I'm good. I don't need any more. But when the cavalry uh, showed up, I think that was my like hands down my favorite favorite uh, moment. That and then like Cap doing the hammer swing. I was like, have yeah. you been studying Thor's moves? Did y'all train together just in case? When did this happen? But also, yes. <laughs> Yes. Yeah, he learned how to wield that really? lightning real quick. I was like, I didn't think that he could because he's not a god of thunder. So it, does that mean that Mohilner is actually the one that provides the thunder versus Thor himself? Questions, but I digress. Yeah, let's. It was awesome. Let's that not get hung up on the details. Two. I'm fine with it. It's whatever semantics. Um, and I know this is going to sound because everybody has said that this is like a fan service moment, but I don't care. Listen, when Captain Marvel came through and, like, you know what I'm saying, got, mm-hmm. there was a Hail Mary pass moment. Yeah. She got it. She was like, you got something for me? And he was like, boo, I got you. And then it was like, well, you're going to need help getting to the van. And then all of the women in the MCU at that particular moment gathered together and yeah. was like, bitch, we got you? Listen. And then Valkyrie came in on a fucking Pegasus, man. Man. Yeah, that was awesome. Man. <laughs> I... Again, I just, woo, there 
I just was like, I'm just, and then they said Avengers Assemble, and I was like, I just. <laughs> it was awesome. That was so Nerd awesome. tears flowed so freely on that day. Oh, uh, my God. How did you, uh, okay, so what was your last one? That wasn't enough. Um, oh, all right, we know, do... the... Yeah, go ahead. Maybe that's just me, like, hearkening back to the comic book, but I'll get there when I get there. Um, I appreciated Tony's arc ending the way that it did, especially if you think about those moments where Cap has always been, you've never been the man to make the sacrifice play. Yeah. And then for him to pull out the sacrifice play, and I swear, if someone tells me that they love me 3,000... Oh, that was... Look, I'm not the biggest Tony Stark fan. I've never oh, really. I love. I love Robert Downey Jr., but uh, I'm not the biggest Tony Stark fan. And I was glad when he got stabbed in Infinity War. I was like, "Yeah, stab him again." <laughs> but uh, but even I have to admit that that he's come along. The character came a long, come way, a long way, and he he did grow, and he he did become a better person. So I was like, so I was. I wasn't happy that he died, but I was like, okay, that's a good death. And the whole hologram afterwards, and then the oh, the funeral so where or the where they lift where they let his heart, his little first yes. like arc reactor out. That Tony Stark has a heart, yes. yeah. And even in the end credits, that sound that you hear yeah. is him in the caves making the very first Mach One. Mm, yeah. Would you call that Mach One? Yeah, <laughs> that's like Mach One. Yeah. Basic suit where it's just like metal. Yeah. Out. And you know, Ooh, I was like, that was a callback moment. I just tears. And it was, it was, it was heartwarming. And I also have to give a shout out to when he's back in time in the seventies, and he has that father. When he, his, yes, that was so good too. Like that just seemed, it just seemed so natural, and it didn't seem shoehorned in. It felt very like yeah. Yeah, you could be like Howard Stark wasn't worried that this random dude he's never seen before is like poking around. It's like fuck. Why are you by? Why are you here? If you're picking out shit like that, why are you at this movie? Why? And, but no, I think the funny part was like when he like gave him the hug and he like asked yeah. oh, vision. He asked vision. He's like, have I met this guy? But uh, no, no, never seen him. Fine, fine. It was oh. that was that was so heartwarming and like. I also really enjoyed the the Frigga, uh, Thor. With his mama, yes. How did you feel about Thor? Like I've I've heard some pretty hot takes about Thor turning into like, I call him the Big Thorbowski. The big. Th- so listen, here's here's my thing, and I, I'm a big fan of of mental health and taking care of yourself, and that man has been through levels of trauma because if you look at the timeline of all of the things that happened, yeah, it's like back-to-back decimation for this dude. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because it's like right after he caused Thor Ragnarok, he thought he saved his people yeah. and then got his half his people decimated because he, I think Thanos at that point just straight up just like murked him in the ship. Pretty much. And then after that, <laughs> lose the battle and lose another half of those same people in the snap. Yeah. And he but could have prevented just, it. Like, he, the levels of PTSD that has to come with knowing that you were supposed to be the ruler of your people and this is what you have brought them to. Yeah, and he lost. He doesn't have anyone he left. He has Valkyrie, and he's like, I guess him and Valkyrie are friends, but he's not. she's not family. And I really think that, like, outside of the time travel, the Thor dad bod was the biggest risk that this film took. And I, I actually enjoyed it because it made sense. Like, 
I thought it was. He was depressed. He yeah. Was hella depressed. And it was subverting. Was and it was subverting expectations because obviously yeah. Chris Hemsworth is a stud. Uh, I'll never stop talking about how like in awe I am of Chris Hemsworth. He's my man crush. You're not wrong. You're I'm not, not ashamed wrong. of it. Uh, but what I'm saying is like they took they took a character like Thor. I, I, Captain America hasn't changed much. He's learned lessons, but fundamentally he hasn't changed as a as a character. But Thor and Iron Man have come so far oh, that man. like I'm not I'm not I I think that it worked. It paid off. Like uh, I just I I loved seeing that Thor like you know and I I a lot of people thought he was gonna get all swole again Mm-mm. but now I like that they rode with it I'm like yeah this man fucking ride with it listen he has time because now he gets to ride around with the Guardians of the Galaxy and take on Adam Warlock which I am here for and I am anticipating phase four or yes like nobody's business I'm very curious to see if he stays like or if like in the in the meantime mm-hmm. before Guardians 3 they're like yeah, Thor was here, but we kicked him out, or Thor went his own way, or like, or whether, you know, now that James Gunn is back doing Guardians 3, I'm like, I wonder if he'll yeah. incorporate him now. I would love, I mean, Thor's a little overpowered, but I would love to see. For Adam Warlock? Well, no, he's kind of, he's more, he's overpowered relative to the rest of the Guardians. Like, yeah, they're like yeah. mid-tier, and Thor's like a literal god. Yeah. Uh, I have the same problem with Captain Marvel. I'm very curious to see, like, you guys got, they got to raise the stakes with her because she is so much more powerful than everybody they've ever come across. So it's like, in the future, I wonder if they're going to nerf her down or, like, if they're going to, like, amplify the bad guy she fights because, like, she literally, like, Thanos headbutted her and she didn't flinch. And she didn't even blink. She was like, excuse you? Um, I don't know. It'll be interesting to see because, you know, we... I was watching this video earlier today and they were talking about how we've never had a situation where like a superhero with that much power actually comes to grip or go we see them go through the struggle of like what to do with that power and yeah. if it actually ends up corrupting them. And it would be great if she was like if she went the Dark Phoenix route, you feel me? Yeah. And then, like and then came back because she didn't know what to do with that much power because it's not like there's anyone in the MCU to really I guess train her up but i also it's like does she really need training because she's been a soldier all of her life so i'm, I'm torn I, I don't know they could go anywhere yeah i think that that's to get a little off topic here i think that's one of the things that it, all superman films have kind of neglected it's like you could touch on that like being the most powerful being probably at least in your solar system yeah. like what do you like how do you not get corrupted or how do you make the right choice and how do you live with the choices you make uh, yeah, so it's not like there's anybody who could really check you. Yeah, like, exactly. I, mean, I could tell you that you're being an ass, but, I mean, you're also Superman, so... Woo. How did you feel about... Uh, it looked like the plan originally was to send everyone back to 2018, but now it's 2023 in the Marvel Universe, in the MCU. Like, I, I honestly... I know they're not going to do this, but I really want, like, something, like a comic book run or, like, a short film or something. I really want to know what those five years were like for some people. Five. Yeah, that would be interesting to see. Like, was Thanos... I'm low-key team Thanos. I'm sorry, y'all. Okay. Um, <laughs> I'm curious as to see what... How the world progressed with actually having the people missing. I'm like, yes, I know that it's sad, but... Five years is enough time to get some at least a small amount of tangible data to see 
what happened? Like, did, did the earth actually improve a little bit better? Yeah. Like, were we actually nicer to each other? Because yeah, we I, uh, like so many things could have gone well. Yeah. And I'm, I'm not going to put your age dear on blast, but I will say I'm fixing to turn 30. And if you would like taken me five years ago, John of like 24, fixing to turn yeah. 25, I was a, I was a very, well, not a very different person, but I was a much more destructive, unhealthy person. And I think of, you know, not to not not to flex here, uh, uh-huh. but I'm like I've done some growing in five years, and then you like, I just imagine like what if there's like some husband or wife that lost their family and then started a new family, and then all of a sudden they're back, and that's the other thing too. Like so now we've removed them; they've been gone for five years, and now they're back. So what is that instantaneous reappearing of yeah. like it's not like those half however many people those jobs aren't coming back. Yeah, and I know that's it's not like, the point. Like, yeah. Where are they staying? Like, what's what's the plan here? Because all of the infrastructure has more or less fallen apart. Yeah. Governments have fallen apart, I think is what they mentioned in the movie. So it's yeah. like, now that they're back, it's like chaos part two. Like, where are these people going? Who's yeah. And we're gonna, like, how is that infrastructure going to be built now that all of these people are back? Yeah, and we're going to get Spider-Man Far From Home this summer. So hopefully, maybe they'll touch on it. I don't imagine like, we'll get much. Because that's the other, like, how are they... What? Yeah, I don't know how they're gonna wrap that little piece up, but they might not even touch it at all. They just might just be like, "Oh, well, you know, it happened, and we're good now." Yeah, I, these films are. I I would love. I think we both would love a film, yeah. a Marvel film that would tackle those like existential, deep philosophical Social like issues. issues mm-hmm. But that's not what these films are about. Yeah, but no, like, no. it would be interesting. I would I would pay money to see that film. Uh, Although. Five on the play. So listen, Scarlet Witch, ma'am, ma'am, let's talk about it, okay? Moment. Okay. Your power is literally literally the ability to warp reality as you see fit. She ain't there yet. She ain't there yet. What do you mean she's not there yet? Well, if you think about it, like, okay, so she gets... Where is she? She could have literally said, Vision, bring your ass to the house. And he should have... And he should have come right off. Do you say it? If you like, if you think about it, like if Age of Ultron happened twenty fourteen, I think, mm-hmm. and if you in like uh, Infinity War happens in two thousand in twenty eighteen, I think that's both confirmed. Like she's only, I think she's only had the powers for like five years, and she's like still a young lady like in this timeline. So I think that like you know she still isn't there yet. Maybe that's something uh, that I'll ask you what you think will happen. Uh, well, let's talk about that. Their own spinoff series, though. Yeah, let's talk about that right now. Okay, where do you, what what do you want next? Like, at, this is the end of this Infinity Saga. What, <sighs> what do, where do you think it's gonna go now? Uh, or where do you I hope mean, it goes? they're doing like the New Avengers route, which is fine. Mm-hmm. I'm okay with all the things. Um, it's going to be interesting because usually these type of comic books and, and, you know, these type of movies, especially in the times that they're set in, whether they were back in the 70s when the civil rights movement was happening versus now and everything that's happening, um, it will be interesting to see how they tie those sorts of things into the upcoming new set of people. Like, will they give Miss Marvel, Kamala Khan, yeah. time? I would love to see her. Oh, let me hit you with another one. I know as successful as Spider-Verse was, but do you think Miles Morales needs to be brought into the main MCU, or should he stay in his own Spider-Verse kind of thing? I mean, 
he apparently bops through the timeline however he wants to. Because I think at the end of that particular, that's what they were talking about, is that he can, because he even goes to visit Gwen from time to time. Yeah. But he can bop around wherever he goes to. And he's already been introduced, more or less, in this particular timeline because we met his uncle, who yeah. would eventually become, yeah, so... I mean, it's entirely possible, and I'm I'm fine with all the things if Tom Holland wants to, you know, hang up the cape, as it were, yeah, and have Miles step in for a minute. But I mean, we have a black Captain America. I'm sorry, y'all. Y'all gonna have to stay mad. Excuse about me. That. Excuse me. Woo! We have a New Orleans native as Captain America. First off, let's I'm, get that I'm, out there. I'm, I will accept both of those things because Boudin. But <laughs> I just I, I just want to acknowledge that moment because I think a lot of people were like, oh. Bucky should have gotten it. And I get that, but he had his time in Winter Soldier. Yeah, I would have been and happy also, either he's way. Like known worldwide as a terrorist, so it'd be very, very. I mean, unless you want to. Shit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I don't know that you want to throw out there that Americans are terrorists. So oh, let's. Whoa, okay. Bucky. No, that's what I'm saying, but like if you pick Bucky because he's been in the international spotlight, do they ever officially fully clear him or do they just hide him in Wakanda? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, you had a great point there. Like, so it's not like he can't be Captain America because he's more or less still a fugitive. It's not like the Sokovia Accords went away just because the snap happened. Well, technically, Sam is also a fugitive according to Sokovia Accords as well. So, but he also did not kill the King of Wakanda. This is true. Uh, <laughs> so, I mean, well, I know. think since Zemo, since they captured Zemo, I, I would imagine they would be like. Oh yeah, that wasn't the Winter Soldier. That was actually Captain Zemo the entire time. So yeah, but Psych. still, he was the one that did the deed, though. Yeah, he resisted arrest. Anyway, <laughs> and we also have the the Fox characters coming in. Hopefully, Fantastic Four, X Men, Silver Surfer, Galactus, Namor. Uh, I, yeah, I heard the Namor rumors. I, yeah, listen, yeah, anything, I heard that too. Listen, Aquaman, I, you were great, but also Moana's better. I'm just. Moana was better. It's fine. <laughs> I'm just going to leave that there. Um, I, I'm excited to see where they go with all of these properties because it's pretty much wide open at this point and the MCU has proven that they can take any and all stories yeah. and do and make really great films from it that are entertaining that get so many people involved even if you're not an Avengers. Yeah. Like if, even if you're not a comic book person. I heard this story the other day or not even the other day today this man said he came out of the theater and said he was so upset that batman he's like announced it out loud that he's like upset that batman died at the end of um avengers endgame and this lady like straight up cussed him out and i was like so did you did you laugh at her because but you know what I'm saying? But like she got so invested <laughs> even though she's clearly not a comic wait he, he was upset because iron man died no, she. He was just announcing out loud that he was upset that Batman died. Oh, oh, he got confused. Okay, right, right, and she got really upset and like yelled at him for like fifteen minutes, and he just stood there and laughed at her. Well, that's a great thing, and I think this will tie into the Game of Thrones thing. As far as deaths, like like mm. confirmed deaths in this in Endgame, uh, were you expecting more? Like, I I think I was expecting, uh, like Cap is essentially dead. Like he's retired, yeah. right? Yeah. Uh, or he's done. I was expecting Iron Man. I was very, I was kind of surprised that's that Black Widow died the way she died. But I was totally expecting her to die. Uh, were you expecting more deaths or what? You know, kind of because like the way they set it up, I honestly thought like the old crew were going to just bite the dust, and it was going to be this was going to be the moment for Captain Marvel to build her own team. Yeah, 
from the ashes. And then that was when Captain America was going to talk to her and be like, listen, you can handle this level of responsibility. Because I think that's how they do it yeah. sort of in the comics. I can't remember if it's Captain America who gives her the speech that's just kind of like, you can be Captain Marvel and, and do this and lead these people in this fight against whomever, whatever bad guy it is. Yeah, so. I mean, all we have now are uh, pretty much uh, Clint. Thor yep. and Hulk Banner. He's Ronin still or no? I don't know. I think he's. I think he's done for good. He's like done Ronin, yeah. I think he's done his for good that he lost his family and as he has him back that he's like I'm not doing anything now. His uh, daughter's Hawkeye in New Avengers. I think that would be that would be something you could tell he was training her. Um, it'd be very interesting to see what they do with Hulk too. It's like where where does he fit? I don't know. We'll see. Um, and then Scott Lang's daughter um, actually takes up the mantle at one point too. Yeah, exactly. So. Cassie. Boundless. Yeah. It appears that it has boundless possibilities. But enough I think of that. Get all of my coins. Enough of that cheery optimism of like uh. the future. Let's talk about the long night. No, I'm not ready. <laughs> I felt so like I, I got to be honest with you, dear. Uh, I had to put you. I put you on blast to a few of my friends. Oh no! Because <laughs> you texted me after I was done. I, I started texting you. And you hadn't watched it yet. You watched it a little bit later than everybody else. And you texted me, just answer me this one thing. Oh, no. Is Leanna Mormont okay? I did. I did. Oh. And I was like, I literally screenshot that and sent it to my friends. Like, what What do I do here? I don't know what I'm supposed to do here. <laughs> like, I, I, I feel like she's going to be devastated. But I also know that I can't, I don't want to ruin that for her. I, there are moments, okay. First off, what did you think I of the episode? Never, what did you think of the episode, first off? I mean, if there's any indication, I threw myself off of my couch onto the floor and rolled around and howled. So there's that. Yeah, I think, um, not to not to rush you at all, uh, I think after this, I'm going to rewatch it for a third time. Like, while I, I eat dinner. I, I'm, not, I'm not mad. I'm not mad. I just, I mean, it was, it was, uh, okay. I don't enjoy horror movies. I'm a scaredy cat. <laughs> Um, yeah, so, I mean, you still haven't seen Us yet, huh? Uh, no, I have not. I have not seen Us, and I have not seen Get Out. I'm just going to be that black person that just doesn't do it. <laughs> I bought my tickets. I'm not going. Okay? <laughs> um, no. Uh, and, but I watched it, and it was so, like, and it's such well designed, because even in the few first few minutes of the episode. Oh, that tension. Like, you see his hands ringing, and you can feel the tension. There's not really any music. It's just, like, the sounds of, like, war, literally, like, feet tromping and, like, metal clanging. Man. And then you pan up and see Sam's face, and I was like, you about when to you, just go the way. You about to die, sir. You when, are absolutely about to die. When Melisandre showed up and lit the Dothrax, like, like scepters on fire, I was like, oh, shit, we might have a shot here. And then, the, I mean, and then, then when they got like annihilated, like real quick, I was like, "Oh fuck, this is not, I mean, this is not good." And then you really couldn't see, and oh, I think maybe yeah. they filmed it that way on purpose to give you that sort of claustrophobic. I yeah. don't know where any of these people are coming Chaos, from at yeah. any given moment. I had to, I, I had to, I thought something was wrong with my television. I literally turned the brightness and the color oh, up yeah. to all the way up because, like, and it still was still hard to see, but. You know, you didn't even have to tell me that because my brightness was all the way up already because I'd been playing, I'd been playing God of War and there are parts that are scary, so I'm <laughs> already. I'm a wimp. I, listen, I'm gonna stand in my wimpness. It's fine. It's 
So let's talk about the big moment that you dreaded, like Leanna Mormont. That was when she look when she died. I was like, oh, that's fucking awful. But when she turned into a white, I literally screamed. I was like, no, no. Like when like, when Ed died, I was like, "Oh, well, that sucks." But Ed's Ed. Well, I'm not sure about it. Fault that was Sam. He should have been on oh, the field. Fuck Sam. He should have listened to Sansa. Sansa fuck said, "Listen, Sam. in these moments, we need to look the truth in the face, and I am useless here." Yeah, dude. That's why I'm in the crypt. Yeah, like I I've been fuck Sam like my entire run through Game of Thrones, and you know what? I was starting to, to consider coming around on him, considering how valuable he was like last season. But now I'm back to, yeah, fuck that dude. And anyone who wants to join me, anyone who wants to come back on this bandwagon, feel free. Because we all, I don't care about nothing. We all make mistakes. Fuck Sam, Tar- fuck Samuel Tarly. You're useless. Oh my goodness. I mean, but also if your name had edited or netted it or any, like, you know, any of that. It seemed like you were just like on the list to be checked off to go. It was fine. It is what it was. So... She was she your favorite character or was she like your favorite like B character, Liana Mormont? I you know it's funny, she was supposed to be like a one off character that was always supposed to appear in one scene, but they loved her so much that they She's a, she was her. amazing. She stole she every scene she was in. But I also watch her on The Worst Witch, which is like another T V series with, okay. for children, by the way. Um Yeah, so I watch her on that, so it's it's kind of hilarious to see her go from like ordering grown ass men around to like I'm the worst witch, woo! But I, I love her. I, she is. What's her? I, I her name's like Bella Ramsey or Bella Ramsey. Yeah. Yeah, I really, I really am looking forward. I hope she does more because I really think she's got a bright future ahead of her. You know, she said she has, hasn't really watched all of Game of Thrones yet because there's parts that are too adult and her parents won't let her watch it. So Game like, straight. Like you should not be watching Game of Thrones if you're like under sixteen. Like that's uh, not. But no, I, I love that she was like. Out of everyone here, she was like a take no shit. Yeah. I'm telling you the truth. It is what it is. When she first met John and Sansa, yeah. that she said, "So what you won't do is come to my kingdom and tell me what to do with my people." And yeah, said, and oh. like you have Jorah at the in episode two of this season, like he's like begging her, like please go, like we need you. You're the last of our of our family, and she's like. Try and stop me. Try and stop me. He's like she's talking to like a grown ass man. And be like, uh, excuse you. Mm-mm. She, I listen. That little girl forever in my. So heart. I guess and all the Mormons are dead now, not, right? Like that is the entire Mormon family just gone. Um, but like, I in the next generation, if there are children named Arya or Liana, I will be very surprised. I'm not even kidding. Okay, so let's talk about the other big moment. Speaking of Arya. <laughs> I, I can't believe, like, I mean, when when John is like sneaking up on the Night King, I was like, "Here we go, motherfuckers, showdown!" And then it it, it didn't happen. And then the the dead got resurrected. I'm like, "Oh shit, run, John, run!" And I thought he would find a way to sneak in there and like last minute, like like bust in and be like, "Hey, motherfucker, we ain't done yet!" And like everybody would clear out and they'd have a showdown, like a like a fight in the schoolyard or some shit. But you know, uh-uh. I'm not mad. I was actually, ex- I was like, fuck yeah, Arya, motherfucking MVP of Westeros right now. Listen, she did that Jordan leap Ugh. and said, end game. That's what she said. Dog, <laughs> like, 
I for real thought he was about to strangle her too when he caught her. I was like, no, don't kill her. She was oh, so close. She was so close. And but then I she mean, did it. That was brand, amazing. Brand knew what he was doing when he did what he did. Also, character arc, Theon. Fuck Theon. You, 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 you did that, sir. I, I had, there was a moment when you were reeked that I really just, I, I have gone through so, through so many emotions with Theon because I really, really hated him. Oh, I hate him and still. I'm glad really, he's dead. I'm glad I don't have to watch him on my screen him, anymore. Because, like, that kind of, like, the PTSD from what happened to him, ooh. I get it. I get it. Like, I have sympathy for the character. Like, everyone, one of my he good friends... He came back, though. He came back and protected yeah. his family. Yeah, and, like, one of my good friends, Morgan, who's been on the pod before... She she's like, oh come on, man. He's been through a lot. I was like, yeah, I, I acknowledge he's been through a lot, but I want him dead and I want him off my television screen because fuck I mean, Theon. Listen, Brad literally said, thank you for your service. You may go. Yeah, you're done. <laughs> Bye. Good. Bye. Thank no, you for all your contra- contributions, Theon. Now get mm-hmm. the fuck. Which is a shame because I really like the actor. I really think the actor is really talented, but like I Ow, fucking geez. hate that character now. I, I'm mm-hmm. glad he's gone. So uh, there's there's so many good moments. I just oof. It was. It was a great episode. I've heard, you know, I've heard that it was like the greatest thing ever. I still think Battle of the Bastards was better, but this was a great episode, and I enjoyed the hell out of it. The tension alone, and yeah. like when Ari, like, the, the when Ari is like, they stop the, the middle of the battle for Ari to oh, like sneak around the library. library. Yeah, the library scene, and it's like, like it, it was just amazing. And I guess my only complaint that I didn't like that I had to like fuck with my television to actually watch what was going on but i understand why they did that um mm-hmm. it was it was amazing but the big deaths like we, i was definitely expecting more deaths. Oh, yeah. like i was expecting Bri- like there were so many times brianne and jamie and podrick and tormund and gendry came close to death in that uh are they saving that for the battle of king's landing is that the official plan i guess hey man i don't give a fuck who lived or died all I know is Sir Davos Seaworth lived, and that's my homie for life. So yeah. that's I mean, all I care about. Ready, he was ready to get Melisandre when he saw her. <laughs> he was like, "Ma'am, you gonna get got?" I was hoping he. Was he I was hoping he'd sneak up behind her and slit her throat, man. I was ready for that. I know Davos he's, ain't that type of dude, but I was ready mm-mm, for it. Mm-mm. He, I, yeah, I'm still angry about Shireen, but also, you know, she came in at the yeah. last minute and gave the pep talks where she needs to give them, and then peace. Lit, lit, so lit, the, lit the trench on fire, man. She 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 contributed, but also I'm glad she did. She, she did. I mean, she knew she because isn't it? What did she say? Varys, she and Varys were meant to die in this land, is what she said before she left him. I think that uh, I was yeah, but, like I said, I was expecting Brienne or Jamie or somebody to to kill it. Uh, but it'd be very interesting. Like it like how many people are left like are there any unsullied left like gray worm gray worm was a big one i thought gray worm was gonna bite it but i thought he was dead for sure like yeah. i don't understand how gray worm lived and i don't understand how jo- so jora lived and i'm like uh, okay yeah, cool. well okay okay let me rephrase i'm i am i don't know how sir jora lived when all That's the dothraki all. died it's like God, yeah i'm like how did that okay sure that seems like plot armor but all right sure I mean, let's look at Ghost. Apparently, Ghost is in the, in, at least according, listen, don't come, come for me. According to, from what I can see, there is a, a dog with some white haunches yeah. in the preview. So, yeah. if that is not Ghost, it might be, I'm like, so technically, Ghost is alive. And he, he was supposed to have gone out with the Dothraki horde unless he came back with Jorah. Yeah, I guess, but it was very know, interesting, why like. Why was he protecting John? Also, why would you send out, why not have him protect Bran? Like, that just seems like the more logical place for him. 
You great points. Uh, how did you feel about the dragon fights? I really enjoyed the dragon fights that I could that was tell, rough. but I really that thought that I, I couldn't tell if uh, Rhaegal lived. But level, the preview shows that two dragons are alive, so okay, those yeah. two dragons are alive. But I was like, is Rhaegal dead? And I thought, you know, I thought, I thought, I thought Drogon was about to get stabbed the fuck. When she landed, when she landed or got close enough to the ground, and then like all of the white started crawling on top of him, yeah. and then like she got knocked off. I was, I was screaming at the TV. You have one fucking job. Keep the fucking dragons alive. What the fuck <laughs> are you doing? What are you doing? <laughs> I was so angry. I was like, what angry. accent was that? I don't even know. Listen. I was I was so irritated. I, all of the accents were coming out. Oh I got West gosh. Indian at one point. I got <laughs> Jersey at one point. It was just it was a mishmash. Uh, <laughs> but it was a great episode, and I'm very curious. What do you think now? What do you think? Where do you think this goes? Do you think uh, who do you think wins now? I think I I want to see so <clears throat> Golden Company. Okay. I feel like they're going to switch sides once they realize that Aegon Targaryen is alive. Oh. And when that's, they do, well, that's a whole other conversation. I want to see Cersei's face crack all the way the fuck open. It's I so fascinating that, that there are people, like intelligent, smart, healthy people, who stand for Cersei they so do. hard. They do. Listen, here's the thing. I, she's a fierce fighter and a warrior and she's very cunning very cunning job yeah and her job was to get the iron throat and the bitch did that i'm not gonna fault her on her work ethic but she still gotta die in the most painful way possible i agree i really think that uh remember she was she was raped by her husband robert baratheon yeah remember right okay yeah and then even though that whole jamie thing sketchy but questionable whatever do should i do you know her daughter was ripped away from her her son committed suicide but that was her fault but you know what i'm saying like she has not she played the game with the hand that she was given let me ask you this well who do you want to... Had she been a boy, yeah. she would have been on that throne a lot longer and Westeros would have been a lot more fucked. Let me ask so you this. there you are. Which way would you prefer her to go? By Arya's hand or by Jamie's hand? Uh, I want to give Arya all the things, but I think it would be... I think it would be more painful for her if Jamie was the one that did it. I agree. Uh, I don't... I, really... I also love you want Tyrion to do it because Tyrion deserves... He deserves... No, I think I think uh, I'm very Jamie. curious to see because I here's where I'm coming from. I think now that Danny, now that the 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 Long Night and the the the, thr- the Northern Threat, the Night King is dead. I don't. Trust I Danny. really okay. am worried that Danny's gonna go Mad King now or this Mad Queen. I don't trust Danny. Like the way that she has been treating John from the yeah. moment she found out that he has first right to the throne. She was pissed. Bro. And I get it because it's like, you know, Bro. you know that moment when, like, you you really have been, like, just you did all your research and you did all your homework and you did all the things, and then, like, they give it to somebody else who didn't even want it in the first place, and then they had the Bro, nerve to come all he like, had to do, all he uh. had to do was before. Like put her aside before they like hear the drums or the horns that the the the, the whites were there. All John had to do was like, hey Danny, before we leave this crypt, yo, I don't want to be king. That's it. That's all I need. Why do you? What, what are you doing, John? Like I, I, know, I don't know. It's very strange. Also, they could just marry each other and then she could rule the kingdom and he could do whatever the I fuck love, he wants. I love. I love. I love. 
I love that we're like, all this. All they need to do is for this aunt to marry her nephew and it'll all work out. What? Because either that or one of them's going to have to die and I'm low-key rooting for Danny because she's she's doing a lot. And I now that she doesn't have anyone to keep her in check now that Jorah's dead. Yeah. If I'm being all the way honest because she doesn't listen to Tyrion. Yeah, but he did leave her. He did leave her parting words like, "Hey, trust Tyrion. He's a good guy. He's smart. Don't don't get rid of him. You need him." But she has she has one more betrayal coming yeah. to her, and I'm wondering where that betrayal is going to come because someone pointed out that you know that conversation that Tyrion had with Sansa in the yep in the crypt and and Missande Missande. Thank you. That she heard it, I'm like, is that going to be the part, the wedge that drives Danny to do something out of pocket because she feels like Tyrion's going to betray her, and it just everything goes left. Which also that moment between Tyrion and Sansa. Yeah, are they going to get together? Like, what? What was that? I don't listen. He, she was. She said you were the best of them, <laughs> and he was like, oh, I was like, totally expecting them to lean in and kiss. I was like, that would have been hella weird but i was like okay sure i mean I'm, it's fine if if you look at it i mean really the, the age difference is the only big thing and like considering the other relationships in this show Tyrion and sansa not that out there like considering this world at all it's like eh, at least they're not related you know <laughs> i mean we've still got the possibility of like you know Arya and baratheon babies happening yeah, dude, I, I don't know if I told you this, but Gendry was my pick to sit on the Iron really? Throne. Like, I thought it was that far out there, but still plausible. Uh, it would be it would be hella funny to me if Gendry took, like, if some fucked up way, if Gendry became king of uh, the Seven Kingdoms and Arya was his queen, I would be like, that'd be the weirdest fucking thing. It's not, I, I don't like think it's going to happen, but not still. not that girl, though. No, no definitely not. not. She's like the, I'll, I'll sleep with you and then go assassinate some other people. I'll yeah. I'll happen to you when I'm done. It'd be very interesting, like, once, I mean, I can't recall offhand who's left on uh, Arya's list. I think it's just Cersei at this point, or, or in Sandor Clegane, the oh, mountain. Sandor Clegane. But, uh, I, I don't know. Like, I'm like, what does she do? What is What does a character like Arya do after this? Like, what is her I think retirement plan for better words? Is she needs to go visit all the islands, so she needs to go get the, are all of the sands dead? Uh, no, I think, you know what? I do think, I think, uh, the Martell, I think all yes. the daughters are dead. Oberyn's daughters are dead. The Sand Snakes. Mm-hmm. And his wife, Martell, I can't remember her first name right now. <laughs> I can remember his sister's name, Ilya Martell, who was married to Rhaegar. But that's mm-hmm. because I became mildly obsessed with Rhaegar Targaryen. After sure. I, uh, but, uh, that, as an aside, uh, that is like, if you ask me, Hey John, if you could like have any spin-off or side project Game of Thrones wise, I would be like, I really want uh Robert's Rebellion. I, or I just want to know uh, all, yeah, everything we down. know about Rhaegar Targaryen. That's why I got so fascinated with him. Like everything we know about this dude, why did he do what why did he do why did he do what he did with Lyanna Stark? Like that's just I'm just so fascinated right now by that. I'm like that's what I wish they would like show me or tell me or just like explain to me or maybe not. Well, maybe it's better like to just be the same thing that Rob Stark did and that he married someone. Yeah, was, I think Lyanna was commoner. But I just so I'm all, it, I, and that whole Jenny song situation and I'm just like oh my this it's too it's a whole bunch of prophecy because we haven't even got wasn't there like a, a not a knight's king but like there's there's another yeah. character yeah, I yeah, think yeah. that's supposed to like 
still be around. But it's, I don't know. It's uh, but uh, my my big thing, and this will tie Bo and Rhaegar, and then we'll get back to what we think Arya will do. But I just think that like I just wonder if Rhaegar. And Lyanna Stark, to an extent, was aware of the implications and consequences of what they were doing. Like, that's that's well, that's my fascination song, right didn't there. He, didn't he write Jenny's song, which is essentially the prophecy for the for his son? I'm not exactly sure. I'm not too boned up on the books, and I'm not too I'm yeah. not too boned up on the lore, contrary to what people may think. Uh, I'm I'm relative. I'm a novice with all of this, as much as I enjoy uh, it. But, listen, you need like a like a, the whole entire Excel spreadsheet to figure out this sort of like who's married to who and who said what to who. But I would say that like I just find I just find that so fascinating. Like, how could these people be? so in love that they'd be so selfish that they would like doom like the Targaryen family and change the seven kingdoms like radically it's it's it that's fascinating but uh so Arya what do you think I think you said she should go visit island she should she go should like go see the world the, because remember we've got the um um what is his name we've got the Greyjoys yeah she went back and to gather her people. Yara, you mean Yara Greyjoy? Yes, Yara went back to gather her. So I'm sure she's going to go back, and she's got someone's got to tell her that her brother is dead. Although I'm sure she probably already knows. She knew she was. Um, go- she knew he was going to the north. She, I think, she's yeah. pretty much assumed he was dead. He was dead. Um, but just Which like gather all thing. the other people to basically have everybody just whoop Cersei's ass, and then at the last minute have the Golden Company wait pause. So. I know she sent Braun to kill these two fools, and yeah. I feel like Braun got halfway there, saw the fuckery, and said, "Nope, fuck y'all, I'm out," and just like left to go live in Illyrio somewhere with like a bunch of naked women and wine. I think Braun's gonna kill Tyrion. I really think that's how oh, Tyrion dies. No, don't say that. Don't crush my heart. No. I think Tyrion, he's like, no. he's like, don't hate the player, hate the game. I don't think you do that because he doesn't owe Cersei anything and Cersei's about to die anyway. And I think he knows that. Like, once he gets there, he's going to be like, nah, it's fine. I'll just let y'all live. It's fine. I see. I don't think... I, I, first well, off, I, I don't have anything against... Anyone. I don't have anything against Bronn. I really don't. I love, I love the character. But I just think that he's his moral compass is so, like, driven by his bottom line and, like, like he's so willing to compromise people he cares about because, you know, money and power and, like like what he can earn out of it so i think he's such a pragmatist that he's like i'm willing to do it but i mean if he's a pragmatist i mean once he finds out that that's actually aegon targaryen he might actually be like you know what i'm minding my business let them just see i don't think it's gonna get out i really think that john is not gonna i don't think it's gonna get out that he who he really is i think just speculating speculating oh, speculating that Danny's gonna find a way to get rid of John or she thinks she'll get rid of John but I think he'll be resurrected again that's just my theory uh but I think that she will do because she's so obsessed with being queen that she will find a way to dispatch of John and it'll never come out and she'll she'll probably end up on the Iron Throne but I Listen, really not think not the way that Bran is set up because Bran is still around and he will drop them like one-liners that'll further let you know that he saw all of this coming so mind your business in that corner thank you yeah i uh oh no it was such I, yeah, a yeah like, i think is the worst for me he's like the worst leader he's failed at basically everything because now i'm looking especially after this battle and now we've seen that like Arya was the one that killed him. that means that their whole entire trip to the north to like find this fucking white to show cersei 
was doubly fucking stupid because she doesn't care. She never cared. There's an argument. There's an argument that we made that like the less, the more honorable you are in Westeros, the less effective you are, and it's like yes, you win the more. He'll do the. He does the best he can. Like that's all I can say about John. I really think he does the best he can. I think he does the best he can, and like he keeps failing. And I think he seriously wants to give it all up. Like if someone gave him an exit, he would take it. But like, and it's like the women who bail him out every time. Sansa <laughs> saved his ass. You know what I'm saying? Danny saved, saved his, his ass. ass. Arya saved Danny his ass. Danny saved his ass. Like really? Come on, man. What are you doing? You're right. You should not lead Westeros because you clearly do not know what you're doing. John doesn't want to be king. I don't think John wants to be king. I think if they were like, "Congratulations, Aegon. You're the new king," he'd be like, "Yeah, I abdicate." Fuck it, I'm not. Yeah, I want to be. I don't want to do this. It'd be very interesting. It's really weird to hear someone talk negatively about Jon Snow because I love Jon Snow. Uh, but I, mean, I like him. I just, you know, you you gotta play the cards you're giving in like the circumstance that you're in, and looking at the people around you, and all, like you literally got stabbed by your own men for being honorable and trying to do the right thing by them. Why would you not play your cards closer to your chest after? I saw. Minimum that. I saw a joke. I saw a joke online from a dude I really love on Twitter. They were like, what is death? What do we say to the God of death? And it was like, Arya says, not today. But then it says, Jon Snow says, please be today. (laughs) Ugh, just, ugh. If you don't, I'm like, I just, although why do people try, why do people keep trying to give it to him if he, very adamantly has expressed that he Because they trust him. They trust Jon. Like, that's the thing. Everyone wants him, he's like one of those honorable dudes. They want to give him power because... They trust him, but the problem is in this world, like honorable intentions get you screwed because people are willing to do whatever it takes, and like, mm-hmm. and I don't think John is willing to do that, and it's like nope. he's not willing to play well, the game. Maybe in this episode, because he really just walked past Sabwell about to get stabbed over there in the corner. Look, man, I got it. Like there were more important things going on than fucking and, useless but ass Samwell. Even then, he still didn't make it because he's a failure. <laughs> Well, motherfucker, there was a zombie dragon fighting him, dude. What the hell? What the hell is he supposed to do? Strategize better, homie. You were surrounded. He was too much in the moment. There were people. There was too much chaos going on around him. I can't look. I can't believe you dog. You dogging my boy like this, bro. I'm just saying. I just listen. Strategize better. I don't know what's wrong with you, sir. Work this out. He does the best he can, man. He does the best he can with what. You know what? And he gets saved by everyone around him every time. But at least he's out there, man, fighting the good fight, not like a little bitch-ass Samuel. But uh, anyway, uh, in closing, because I figured we'd do about an hour and we're like approaching 55. Uh, oh, sorry. No, 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 we're good, we're good. It's great. Like that's, that's exactly as long as I expected. I think the conversation was really went really well. Uh, final thoughts on, on Endgame? Final thoughts on The Long Night? Like it was a crazy weekend, man. What it a crazy, crazy weekend. weekend. I chest pains all over the place um i've already purchased my digital download of uh yeah endgame so i will be watching that again yeah i can't wait um, to watch infinity war and endgame back to back like that's back like to back. five Ooh. to six hour long trek like i can't wait i'm not mad but i will be in my house near a very clean bathroom so it's fine i can pause you're saying <laughs> excellent my own intermission if you will um i'm excited to see what happens during phase four i don't think phase three is over with yet because they said that spider-man the next spider-man will be ending phase three phase yeah, so i'm phase excited three. um to see what happens with the new avengers if they're gonna bring on some of the newer comic book characters i would love to see a muslim superhero out there in the world representing um 
I'm here for it. I'm ready. I, I want to see all the things. Give them to me. I think the only thing we know that Marvel's working on, other than, you know, we have the Spider-Man movie coming out this summer. There's a Shang-Chi movie in development, which, you know. Yep, saw that. We'll be, we'll be interested. Black Panther 2. And Black Disney, yep, and then we have Doctor Strange too, and then we have the Disney Plus show to look, Disney Plus shows yep. to look forward to, especially now that uh, Sam is now Captain America. He's not really the Falcon yeah, anymore, yeah. so it'll be very and interesting. I'm so excited. They're causing mischief. Yes, yes, yes. Guardians. All. I'm, yeah. There's so much more to look forward to. And I, what a what a time to be alive as a nerd. My word. That I think that's a great note to end on. What a motherfucking time to be alive what for a nerd. What a time to be alive in the nerd world. <laughs> Oh uh, yeah, reality, reality is yeah, like. Reality, uh, I could use a couple snaps. Come through Thanos. I have, I have thoughts. All right, guys, that's gonna do it for us tonight. Thank you again, Tiffany. And you know, we talk like every day, so we'll, I'll, I'll be hitting you up later, probably while I'm watching Game of Thrones again. Well, but. yeah, we're watching now. <laughs> All right, guys, that's gonna do it for us. Uh, we'll be back. This will be coming out on the first, and then since uh, we'll we'll have another episode coming out on the 8th so we're, we're having three straight weeks of episodes and then we'll go back to every other week um it's just like this was so much to catch up on these first three weeks so uh i don't know what the episode on the 8th is going to be i should probably figure that out but you know you know uh, improvise right uh anyway so that's going to do it for us thank you tiffany thanks everybody for listening like subscribe share follow tiffany on twitter follow tiffany on instagram she's a hoot uh, don't do that. Don't do that at all. <laughs> well, follow me and follow the pod on yes, Twitter. Follow John. <laughs> uh, uh, that's uh, the John Flores on Twitter. The show's Twitter is FAF Podcast. We're available on iTunes, Spotify. Uh, because Tiffany would not let me not have it on Spotify. <laughs> no, it was good. I needed to get it on there, and it's of course on SoundCloud. You know, any emails, any feedback, we'd love to hear it. Um, FAF Podcast at Gmail. Uh, thank you so much again, Tiffany, and that's going to do it for us tonight. And, you know, what What do we tell the god of death, Tiffany? Not today, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, bye. <laughs> bye. <laughs>